podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs. Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, Minson breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yen Minson from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Another new pod. I'll be your host tonight, X-Pac. I'm joined by the one and only Scott Hall, aka Yao, Bruce Basir. Yao, hey. long time no see, mate. Yeah, yeah um, it's been a while, actually. I did the last one with Tops and Toby. So it has been a while. It's been a while since me and you have just done one. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a podcast. I was being ironic on purpose because I saw you in real life. Yeah, but they didn't know that. Yeah, we, 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 got do, we got to do kayfabe. They didn't, they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you do now. But no, no, that's all good. It's all good. We were on the beers and others were ordering a, a whole jug full of sus, but that's all, yeah, it's that, all good. That thing looked look dodgy. <laughs> I saw people pouring it into a different colour glass just so it didn't look as bad. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't judge. I wasn't judging too much. But no, oh man, let's get into it though. I mean, the transfer window is just officially open. Teams have been doing business in terms of bringing players in already. I thought it was from July. Or yeah, people I... started tweeting this like the other day. So I don't actually, if I've, if I've got to be truthful, I don't know when it officially came out. So okay. I, it's, it always seems to me that it would be like the first of a certain month. Yeah. Whereas this one, it seems to just happen on a random I'll day. It might have even been Monday. Um, for whatever day that would have been the 11th or the 12th. It seems to have opened officially this week. Of course, you can do pre-agreements in advance. But um, just a whole lot of uh, departure announcements for Spurs so far, which is what one uh, or a couple would argue is progress. But yeah, nothing in the terms of income is just yet. Um, Just trying to think. It was... It became news today from uh, a strong source that it looks like Davison Sanchez is looking to leave the club now. Um, I, t- I would assume that you didn't see any stocks in him under Big Ange. No, I didn't see any stocks in him uh, under uh, the postman himself. Uh, but the problem is, 
I'm scared at the fact that Sanchez has already caught the hint now. Like, how did he not catch the hint two, maybe even three seasons ago that he was surplus to requirement? Like, no, no, very, there's a lot of offence of what I'm going to say, but when we first bought Sanchez, he came in, young prospect, 40 to 42 million, um, had a decent to very good season with Ajax. You know, he came into a team that was very well settled and he, for nearly half a season, due to issues between Toby and, and Poch, um, played pretty well, you know, under the guidance of Jan Vertonghen. And then somehow he managed to fall, after that season, he managed to fall down the pack to behind Dyer. And and then in the most recent seasons, you know, Tanganga's got games ahead of him in some matches, like subbed on. I've seen games where Rodon's been subbed on ahead of him. That like surely, how did you not get the hint anytime sooner? That's that's what's more frightening for me. And you know, from the reports that I'm seeing, he wants um he wants to go to a new league, you know, and challenge himself. Like, big man, who wants to take you? You're on mute. Yeah, um, I was just thinking, like, he may have not left earlier due to a lack of interest. And I was thinking that as you were speaking, and then you were like, oh, like, like who, who's going to take you? Like, that, that might be the main reason as to why he just hasn't left yet. I mean, he hasn't. To my memory, post Poch being the first team selected like defender, he's not been a first choice out of a two centre back. Actually, to my knowledge, like we would even prefer he, to play a washed Toby or the Viworld. Yes, that, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say in in Jose's time, he yeah. did get a lot more games, but that's because by the by the end of Toby's tenure, his legs were gone, um, and Jan Vertonghen's legs had gone for the like the Premier League was just too intense for their, you know older legs um but yeah it's maybe you're right maybe you know nobody was interested in him or we we as a club priced him out of a move you know because we clearly valued him higher than what he really was yeah yeah it's only been really been recently we've been looking to take cup price deals for players yeah that wouldn't surprise me at all either but he's um yeah he's added to the list of players which are which are leaving now. Obviously, Loris has officially, um, or officially or unofficially, said that he wants a new challenge. Um, they've said goodbye to Dan Juma, Longley, and Lucas Mora. Um, one of whom, which may even end up coming back, but that's a different discussion within itself. And um, I think that's it so far. No, um, that... Apart from uh, Mundell. Oh, Mon- Romain Mondale, yeah. yeah. Didn't um, see a pathway for him to the first team. Hope he does well. Yeah, uh, Malagi Fagan Walcott as well, who even made a Champions League appearance for us. Um, oh, is he gone as well? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. You know, like yeah. No, I do hope these kids, you know, um, have a pathway. I, I remember in the group we were talking about um, Dylan Markaday. Um, I didn't realize he had gone to Aberdeen on loan. And I hope that he does actually, you know, get a decent run in Blackburn. Um, 
and you know get his feet back up because you don't want to see none of these kids these prospects fall down the ranks too low i mean i mean football you you can still mm. have a great career up until you, you can still have a great career even in the you know past conference but you know for kids that have been in their academy system you know you, you would like them to at least you know get a good you know championship run or you know even league one if it's that the league one there's no shame in being you know at that level whatsoever um but in terms of the pathway to the first team yeah even even if we were more set as a club i don't know if these kids would have broken in i'm trying to look at all the other teams where uh the path from the academy to the first team is easier and even even in a very set team like city um Foden, you know through through the academy and uh rico lewis is the mm. only come to mind in recent times today. I think there's another one I think it's um it's the strike oh you got Cole Palmer that's it um Cole Palmer so that, that's free and I I think that's that's a pretty good you know return and I to be honest with you this is going to sound a bit harsh but I think I think our youngsters um have only really truly come good now like this particular season which so happens to be our worst season in recent times um where they've done the the premier league um cup double um in i think different different age groups as well so mm -hmm. these these kids you know they've they've got some some stocks to to build on uh, but i know today we we've almost finished formalizing mickey who's another prospect so mm. you know maybe we're trying to fix that pathway um, in a better way, because in, even in world football, the only two teams I can think of that are fantastic at this is Bayern Munich and Barcelona. And then the third one I'd say is probably, I want to say Madrid. Yeah, I'd say Madrid, because Madrid have had a great history of like bringing somebody through the, the ranks of their, their you know youth product all the way to the first team. And they go on to become stars so yeah those three teams are probably the best at it i wouldn't say there's many english teams that have been fantastic at it outside of um man united in the 90s and possibly arguably could say arsenal. chelsea i was about to say arsenal have really come on strong as well in the last yeah. couple of years in the last few years i think arsenal have got like a you know well saka predominantly of course I know the rest of the team is, you know, players that they've bought, but they, there was a, a season or two where they had Saka, Martinelli, and I, I can't remember the rest, but, you know, they had like a decent, oh, uh, Maitland-Niles, who, you know, they've let go. But they had a decent um, amount of, you know, their younger lot come through and become mainstays. Chelsea, you could argue Chelsea, but I think that was earlier day Chelsea, not... I know now they've got quite a lot of their uh, younger team come through, but I, I don't think that I don't think the many the majority of them are good prospects. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, I hear it. And even though you could even say that Spurs have actually done an okay job, at yeah, we've done okay bringing um, academy players into the first team. We still got 
well, in the in the first team, they're not necessarily getting a huge amount of minutes. But in the first team, you've got like Tanganga, Skip, obviously Kane. Um, Winks was out on loan. Um, who am I missing? I feel like there's at least one more. Um, Winks, uh, through through the ranks, Skip. Oh, Carl Paul, Carl Walker Peters is still playing Prem. Oh, yeah, was playing Prem until this year. Yeah, we've we've had quite a few come through. Like, I think the problem is the the talent pool. You know, the 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 ability. Um, they they haven't been very good mainstays. I mean, Peters, it's a bit unfortunate. Had he gone to a better team, you know, he wouldn't be in a in the championship. But you know, yeah, still can, still can. Um, yeah, still can. No, it's good. Like I, I even heard with the Mikey Moore or Mickey Moore um, thing that apparently Spurs are looking to kind of overhaul. I, I have no idea if this is actually true or not. I think I need sort of like, yeah, of the, Fabrizio, I guess yeah. one of the club mouthpieces to kind of confirm this to see like apparently they've overhauled some of the structure. How the youth team operate structure probably being like just the amount that they play youth team players. Right, I. I I didn't really have much idea about this. There's obviously a coach on Twitter that shed some light on it. Um, Ali Gold shed some light on it. And, uh, we, we have apparently been one of the kind of lowest paid academy. We, we, we have the lowest paid academy teams, but we seem to always still kind of have talent. Like, again, like Marcus Edwards went out in <laughs> Maddie UK, is back in the Prem. These are other players who have kind of come through. We've currently got Divine, Jamie Donnelly, Mucky Moore, and Alfie Dorrington's just signed a new contract. Yeah. He looks like he could be a de- at least a decent to good level player. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's still quite young, um, centre back that likes to drive out. Um, I'm interested to see how his career develops because. If he works out and you know he comes in, that's that's money saved on a centre back years down the line, you know, and it's homegrown talent. But we would have to wait and see how he develops. It's, it's all good and well talking about these youngsters at this level um, amongst their peers, uh, but the the men's game is the men's game. You know, it's a it's a tough mm. um, it's a tough step up, you know, for any any professional. It doesn't matter even if they're more established now. Any professional that's gone through the ranks, you know that that change from uh, un, even under twenty ones, that change from that to uh, uh, the you know the big boys, the intensity is insane. So, you know, you got to take it from there. Exactly, and I was just kind of double checking how old he is now. He's eighteen, so yeah, he's young. Could he's young. maybe at a stretch get a. Uh... A championship loan in a progressive team, yeah, more than likely going to be somewhere like League One. But send him, yeah. send him to Celtic. Oh man, might be able to get one of their coaches to get put over after that. Um, yeah, potentially. I, I just keep on getting tempted to joke around to say he probably raised the floor of the first team even now. But I, I I haven't watched enough um, youth team nah, football for the course he, of the year. The, the, the kid, the kid's good, but he's not. He, he's not. You're not picking him over. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, not now. It's just like I said, it's a men's game. Like you're not gonna just throw an 18 year old centre back. How many 18 year old centre backs mm. do you know slot into any first team and get regular minutes? It just doesn't happen. You gotta just break him in slowly. Pause. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Very sensible thinking from you. Yeah, um, yeah, I just need to myself. Like, I, I've got to admit, like, I, I signed up to Spurs TV with the intention of watching a bit more youth team football this year, and it just hasn't happened. Um, but this would have been I'll, the I'll year. Sure, be on it this week. I think it might just be me. I'm, I've just been subconsciously switched off to it because I just know there's not been that good. Well, if anything, no pathway to the first team. Yeah. And you think, and okay, that could uh, swing a change under Postacoglu purely because now they're going to be more aligned in how they play. I mean, whenever I have seen the youth teams play, they have been pretty progressive. I mean, they've kind of adopted, um, well, they look to have adopted Conte's shape. Um, certainly when I was watching games at the start of last season. Yeah. But they probably had a more kind of, progressive tweak to it um but yeah just having poster cog glue there and then hopefully Simon davis the head of methodology can kind of get cracking with um the other 23s and under 21 managers yeah to to be way more aligned and you know i think just by virtue of the fact that we could have a more aligned playing style should it should be easier it's certainly more favourable. Anyway, I was um, I was kind of saying at the start of the pod that we haven't actually had any incomings, which isn't entirely true. Fabrizio was saying we've sealed uh, Kulizewski. Here we go any any day now, even though um, Fabrizio has been off the mark a little bit uh, this summer so far, from what, what I've seen anyway. So let me try and remember. I think it was ugh, off the top of my head. I can't even remember. It's embarrassing now. Um, there was some random player that was in, um, it was either the Turkish league or something else. Like it wasn't like a big, big name, but he tweeted something about the, the transfer was imminent and the players just coming underneath, like, nope, that's all lies and never even moved. So. <laughs> So then there was another deleted tweet of a movie that he said was imminent and it didn't happen again. It was like a, it was a move which is I guess considered to be a small boy one. But I'm I'm just looking at him a little bit sideways. Like I don't even have an agenda against Fabrizio. Like I can see some people do on Twitter. Like they are praying for his downfall. Yeah, that's it's, a wild. It's actually quite funny to watch. Um, don't take it. I'm not taking it too seriously. But he's um. Yeah, hopefully not off the mark with this one. He's saying we got Kulizewski for €5 million, Euros, less than what we had the option to pay yeah. for him initially, which is a bit shameless from us because I reckon... I mean, my theory is we've knocked off the €5 million because of his injury problems where we've probably been, I guess, a major part in his injury problems. But are you, uh, are you happy with him coming in permanently? Yeah, Even yeah, after I, off the back of a poor season, it has to be said. I, I think I think this poor season was mainly um, due to due to a, a number of factors. One, uh, injury. Two, the manager, and three, the play style. 
Um, uh, like I said, I've been very harsh on Conte um, because I think as a manager, your your main role. I know when Conte was sacked, I think we were still fourth, so he can fall back on that and and be like, look, you know, uh, as as you know, many people insult him, we were still fourth. But the the truth be told, you know, the 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 environment that he created was was hell, absolutely mm. toxic. Um, and I don't know if we would have finished that season higher. Um, we probably would have. Um, I don't think we would have finished fourth, but we probably would have got like six or something like that. Uh, I think uh, Kudu's injuries, um, the timeout of the of the team, when he came back into the team and how the team was playing, then the World Cup and how we came back off the World Cup, I, I think there was too many factors that just went against him. Um, and, you know, I think with a good preseason and a... Um, you know, uh, a new, more progressive style of football. We should get the best out of him. Uh, we we need to get, we need to see the Kulu that we saw when he first arrived, um, and more consistently. Otherwise, it you know it will just look like a bust. But to get him for 30, 30 million euros, which works out to like sign like twenty eight million pounds, just it's a snip. Up, is a snip when you and especially at his age, it's actually and in in this current market, it's actually great business. Um, thirty five million euros wouldn't have been even that crazy to be honest. We would have worked out like thirty million pounds, but you know we've got him for cheaper, um, and now the club has five more million pounds that you know they can give to Daniel Levy to put in his pocket. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we're going to need whatever we can grab. To be honest, if um... If certain rumors are true about what like what bids we've been apparently putting about, but just before we get onto those rumors, what do you think Spurs actually need to say? I was listening to yours and Tobes's podcast um, last week about Postecoglou, and obviously we know how he likes to play now, like likes to play now, but it's um, pretty obvious to anyone with. The same mind like we really haven't got the team to necessarily suit his ways so what how many players do we actually need ideally and for which position uh we need um probably need about four players in this transfer window um to get started to get rolling but three of those are going to be in the back line so just like i said last week um it hasn't changed. We we need to we need to show that we mean business. Um, we need to, if Dave Herrera is the goalkeeper that we're going for, then we need to get that over the line, and that should mm. kickstart the 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 transfer market kind of business. We we need to be deadly serious in getting two centre backs. I, I don't want to hear, oh, we got two centre backs and one of them is Lengley. You know, I'm not hearing that. I'm not I'm not interested. I'm not even entertaining that. It has That's to fun. be. It has to be two centre-backs that are in the position or can be considered to be in a position of starters. And Lenle as a, like a, as a you know, backup option. Like, I'm not having... And I'll be honest with you, I, I believe it will be more the case that um, we'll get one centre-back. It'll be Romero, the new centre-back, and Lenle as the backup option. I'm not having none of that. Um, I won't support none of that in any way, shape or form. It has to be without a shadow of a doubt. Two 
starting centre backs, whether whether you know the second one is really great um, or not is you know subjective to performances, but it has to be two centre backs, and they have to be centre backs that have a little bit, not too much, but a little bit of of pace, you know, because mm-hmm. we. Postecoglou is going to be playing a high line. What what we do in a high line, going for players like Maguire and and Lele. Like, what, <laughs> you play a high line, and we're going to what are we doing? We're trying to give these guys heart attacks. Come on, stop this. Yeah. So, yeah, th- those are the first three. Once you get those three personnel or players bought, knock yourself out. Then you can go for you know your left winger, or you can go for you know, your centre midfielder or your advanced eight or your, you know, ten, number 10. You can go for all of those roles. I couldn't care less. But those first first three roles are the most important roles. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Yeah, I just saw that coming from oh, yeah, 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 yeah. as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Hoybjerg is going to buy. No, 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 no. I think I think Hoybjerg going to buy is a great move for buying. I think I think he has. Yeah. I yeah. think he has all the tools to just, just slot. Like, like he's been there before. He knows the culture. He can speak a bit of German. Listen. Um, Bavarian through and through, mate. I, I would be devastated, you know, to see Hobie leave. But I, I, I don't think he can say no to this move. It's a great move. I think he should take it no matter what the, no matter what the price is. I think he should go. Boy, we've only got some Senegalese sauce to take his place if he does go. Yeah, yeah, that's a pause. But that, yeah, that would be devastating. Would be devastating. Do you know what I've not appreciated with the whole rumours and us centre like us signing a centre back part? Like, obviously, the names have been underwhelming to say the least. Despite me just putting in little jokey jabs in the group chat say okay yeah, yeah Maguire would be okay in the mid block I just got the right reaction off that one um I'll get on to Tosin in a minute but all the links and the rumors just keep on having like they seem to just future the same word each and every time it's oh Spurs will look for an opportunity for a centre back in the market or they'll be opportunistic with certain targets it's just like no this is this is a priority position and i i i don't even necessarily want to hear like names but i just want to hear suggestions that we've got like good targets in mind and we'll look to move for them in due course but yeah we keep on getting linked to attackers and look sounds like we're prioritizing attackers over defenders again and it's just like okay like prioritize this area of the pitch don't leak words like opportunity and 
you know opportunism because because that that's essentially what we've heard like the last two three years and we know what happened with Scrinia. i know you know what happened with Scrinia. you've yep. had your fair share of a say on that one alone um and it's valid it's valid like we ended up ironically prioritizing paying bales wages over stumping up the extra funds for Scrinia. it seems Imagine. so yeah, um, yeah, I, I didn't even want bail, so there's that. Yeah, it's 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 scary, and I would just hope that we've at some point learned our lesson with that. Like it's so glaringly obvious, not because of how bad an offense is, but we've just said goodbye to two centre backs as it is, and um, Eric Dyer doesn't sound like he's getting a new contract anytime soon. So he doesn't deserve one. He's, he still hasn't found a culprit that beat up his brother. So until, <laughs> until he solves that crime, that's fair enough. He doesn't deserve a new contract. I I, I know we've been linked to uh, Tosin from uh, Fulham. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Gehi from Crystal Palace. I'm, I've I've watched the England game. In fact, I've still got it on in the background. I, w- I went to plus plus one to see some more of it. And oh, um, Ibn, Ibn I'm watching Celebrity Goggle Box for some reason. Oh, that's shocking. Um, shocking. Ibn is from uh, Roma. And I'll be brutally honest with you. None of these names. Not a single one of them. Not Ibn Ez. None of them. Play, but... no, no, none of them moved the needle for me. I'm, I've seen people talk about uh, Gehi and I'm like, yeah, no. It's just, it's just a no. Our centre-backs, yeah, we need... Okay, out of the centre-backs we've got in the club right now, none of them, not a single one of them, are leaders. Not one. Yeah, yeah. seeing what a 60% son did to Mark Gehi as well, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, like none of them are leaders. So the, the one of the two centre-backs that we need has to be a leader or can lead a back line. That's why I'm like, I don't understand how, how none of the rumours how how we haven't been heavily linked with Laporte. I'm like, it, he's there. Nobody's gone for him. Like, and, and even, and this is the thing that I hate about Spurs. This is actually what I hate about Spurs the most. Take away, you know, Laporte. Let's say our budget is like, I don't know. Let's say our budget is like 80 million. We are looking to spend 70 million of that, yeah, on potentially two players from Leicester City mm. while also trying to shift um, Winks, yeah. So let's say I'm not even taking into consideration, you know, sales and you know, getting money back from players. So that would leave us like with 10 million to get two center backs, yeah. I haven't even included David Ray in here. Like, I'm just, I'm taking that as, you know, this is, he's done. The rest of the budget is now 80 million. So, I don't know what this club is doing. Because unless you get one of the three defenders, and Ndika's already got Roma, so that's that's ruled him out. Um, unless you get one of the defenders that contracts have come to an end, who's decent or, you know, relatively good, you'd have to pay good money for a good defender. Why are we messing around 
trying to find, you know, uh, and the profiles we've been linked to are disgusting. Like, we're looking at players that nobody looks at them and thinks, raw, yeah, they're good one-on-one -on -one defenders or, oh, they, they got a bit of pace about them. Their recovery pace is fantastic. Da, 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 they can cover the back line. They organise. No, none of these characteristics have been taken into consideration with the players we've been linked to. Maguire's best trait <laughs> is sitting back in a low block and headering out and stepping out when he's got the ball to feet when when like the teams that they're facing are not um pressing them. Like Romero's not a leader, he's rash. So we can't go and get another rash defender and put him beside him. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I know Pal Torres is is one of the guys that we've been linked with, even as to um Tab Soba from Leverkusen, that's one I'll take. That's one of the two I'll take. Mm. Um, I wouldn't take I don't like the idea of Ibanez and, and Romero I don't like it one bit because that just sounds like red cards and yellow cards every two weeks like I don't like it one bit people need to realise if we're going on what the information is about this new manager we are going to have in the attack in the attack in the attacking phase we're going to have two centre-backs. It basically is going to look like what Liverpool do with Van Dijk and Konate, who are two PMP-type defenders. So how are we going to do this with Eric Dyer, Joe Rodon, Langley, Maguire, <laughs> Romero? Like, people, let's think for a second. Like, it's, it's not going to work. So, you know, oh, well. You know, each to their own, in it. Like, I'll, I'll definitely take the um, that touch over you, but I, I'm not budging on on whether we need we need a leader at the back. We need somebody who's going to be a voice at that back line, so that when when we're in the attacking and it's just the two of them, that player is informing his partner, "Hey, you, you're stretched a bit too far. Need you a bit closer. Pause. You know, boom, boom, boom." Look over your left shoulder. We need that kind of player. We need that player that's verbal. You know, we don't mm. need a player that's just going to be pointing like, hey, Beard, send him to buy <laughs> Yeah, we need somebody who's going to organise because that's what's going to keep us in possession. Organisation. calmly organise as well. Yes. Do you know what? I think Laporte may, may even be that guy, even though he's not like a big personality. Apparently. Yeah, he is that guy. But he's, he's not, and he's not crazy fast. But he's, I think he's faster than Torres. And and Ibanez. I think Pep looks at that fixture list. He just come out. He's seen Spurs away on that title run, and he's keeping him. But he, he might have to keep him just based on that one game, because we are his only target for next season. Is probably just to score at our stadium. Like it would be ironic if Laporte was part of a, a good defense, which kept a clean sheet against him again. And plus, he's been stung. He almost got badly stung by uh, selling two of his former players to, to Arsenal. Thinking yeah, that I... oh, they won't be a big threat to us anyway. Yeah. They'll just gazump the other lot and help help us beat Liverpool. And, no, they almost beat you to the title. So, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't sell to another... Well, he's asked the club not to sell to another rival in the league because he does have that power at the club as well. So yeah, imagine. Yeah. 
who knows? I'm trying to think of other left-footed defenders off the top of my head. Like, there's not I many. The, no, like I made a case for Pal Torres in like a mid to low block, but in a high line, that's scary. Yeah, that's very very scary. I just don't know how his style of defending translates to the Premier League. Well, I've got a good feeling how it translates. It doesn't look good. Uh, Schlotterbeck would not leave Dortmund for Spurs because he's probably no, yeah, smarter he's than that. Yeah, Dortmund are clear, clear. Uh, Lecaber, is he left footed? I don't know. Um, it's so annoying Chelsea got Badia Shield because he would have been. I like Badia like Shield. Um, he, he looks really good. You know, he, he's, he's one of those young, young defenders that has a good upside. Lukeva, I haven't seen enough of Lukeva, if I'm being brutally honest. But again, I don't mind if the profile, if I, you know, if I'd done my research a bit um, more and the profile suited the style of play that Postacolu wants to do, then, you know, these players are, I'm all for it. I, I really don't care about the name. The name doesn't, we're in the 10 year of football now where the, the, the big superstars are all coming towards an end and the new superstars are now developing. So the name's not going to matter. It's more about, you know, mm. is the player capable of playing the role um, within the the style of play that the manager wants to play? And Pau Torres, uh, Ibanez, uh, I don't think are good at that style of play. I just don't. I've watched a lot of Roma games, obviously, because, you know, Jose, you know, my old brethren. But <laughs> Ibanez... I didn't know you play. stand him that much. No, bro, I, I, listen, I will never forgive the club. Never. That's why no, no matter what we do moving forward, yeah, whether we bounce back, get into the Champions League, even, I, I know this is crazy hypothetical, even if we won the league under Enoch and, and um, uh, Daniel Levy, I will still want Daniel Levy gone. I would, that, what he did was unforgivable. You sacked a manager six days before final. I never want to see this guy. Once he's left Spurs, I never want to see him in football again, ever, ever. Like it's it's a it's a mess. But we'll see. Yeah, no, we will see. Uh, Papa Bankson's asking, are you worried about the schedule being a bit too much for a new coach? Glad we're not in Europe for this one season. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, in Scotland, they have three domestic trophies as well, including yeah. the league. So I think it'll be very similar. No, I'm, I'm not honest. actually worried. About, yeah, I'm not worried about the schedule at all. He, they have, um, in Scotland, they have the league and then they have two cup competitions, just like England. Um, and then, um, what do you call it? Uh, Celtic were also in the Champions League. I think they finished bottom of their group. So they didn't go in the, into the Europa League. Um, so in terms of like managing the team, yeah, he's he's already gone through that. That's 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 nothing to worry about. And to be honest with you, the the first two rounds, maybe even three rounds of the FA Cup, you could get away with you know rotating a few players. The the mm. the Carabao is where you know you might you might put out a slightly stronger team depending on if you get a um, Premier League team. Um, early, like um, there was one season where we got Chelsea the first round, um, and we beat them on penalties. So, yeah, you know, um, you might put out a slightly stronger team, but it's, it's very manageable. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's yeah, a that was the game. In if we were in Europe, we'd be finished. Like eat that, no, it would have been a bad, 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 bad. That was the game. Eric Dyer had to run to the toilet when we beat Chelsea yeah, he, in the Carabao. Yeah, because because he, somebody told him that his brother's attacker was in there. Uh, that's why he he ran, but obviously clearly couldn't find him, so he ran back out. <laughs> Foolish boy. Exactly. So. It's interesting when you were mentioning players and positions which we need. You didn't mention a fullback. Um, I I don't see this as a high priority either. But I think Big Angie's. Um, I don't know how long I'm calling Big Angie for, but Angie's. Uh, I think he's going to have to make an adaptation to his inverted fullbacks. I don't think we're going to see both of them invert, but I think we've actually got decent fullbacks to for one of them to tuck in and then one of them is almost be lopsided and then we have a kind of three at the back field instead of instead of a two three five you can just build with a three two five and it should be all good um it would be, it would like, be you could have ben davis and poro or emerson and Udogi. yeah so uh, no, i prefer be, the latter but i i think if i'm being brutally honest here yeah, i think if it's lopsided it will be on it Emerson side, if he's playing, um, uh, and if I'm being brutally honest, I would prefer, especially for more of a defensive aspect, for um, Postecoglou to go with um, Emerson on the right and uh, Destiny on the left. Yeah, uh, and you know, hopefully, give Destiny the license to push forward. Uh, we got Regulon coming back on loan. We got Session, uh, Davis, and I'm not going to say Perisic because Perisic shouldn't be playing left back whatsoever. But those are our left sided options. Um, personally, I think worst case scenario, you go with um, Regulon if he's fit, um, or Davis, take your pick, really. Um, but on the right side, we've got three options and they're three different, very different options in uh, Spence, Poro and Emerson. I think Emerson's earned the right to be the starting right back until mm. you know, further notice. Um, Poro, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think Poro should be more look, eyeing up the uh, backup as right winger. Yeah. You know, I think I think he can be really good up there. So that that therefore we don't have to purchase another right winger. He can be rotated between him and Kudu. Or, you know, there could be games where the two of them both play. But either way, um I think I think that's that's that gives us a bit more it's a bit more balance in the in the fullback positions. I think we've done a lot of business in, in the last two seasons. We've got quite a, a Probably about six players that can, you know, play that role. So that's, um, you know, that's quite, it's quite important to be fair. You know, that's a lot of, it's a lot of bodies in one position. You know, so yeah, got, we we need to cover. see at least like three departures from fullbacks positions, albeit yeah. if it's on loan or permanent, at yeah. least. Fucking hell, man! Our squad is a mess. Yes, it's it, it, that Regulon doesn't even feel like a Spurs player anymore. I think Perisic definitely leaves. Sessegnon, I can't imagine him attracting much interest with his injury record. I think I Spence think... can get a loan move. 
quite. I think Sessegnon has to go. Like if there if there's players that need to definitely go, like one million percent go, Sessegnon has to be on the on the chopping block. It, like I don't I don't even think it's up for discussion, and I don't think we should be trying to salvage as much money as possible. Anybody that comes in with a small ten million, send him to Everton, bro. Everton have just gone down. Send him there. <laughs> My God, he what? He's gonna yeah, just chop it up with Delhi then. Yeah, might as well. Delhi, Delhi's going back to Delhi's going back to Everton anyway, and Daesh is. Um, Daesh is gonna wait him in. Not, not, sorry, not Everton. Um, not Everton. Sorry, I meant Leicester City. Send him, send him down there. Um, if Daesh is anything like he was to Delhi, like he was to Troy Deeney, from what the story he was telling. Boy, that's it's gonna be a yeah, fun, it's gonna fun be, preseason. It's gonna be scary outs because we only need Delhi to play ten games, and we get ten million pounds. <laughs> there you go. Very important business. <laughs> ten million. <laughs> Let, hey, we could actually do quite a lot with ten million. We could probably exactly. put that up front for a player, and then add-ons for the rest if we're going for Madison and Barnes again. Um, but that's. That's another matter entirely. Um, we seem to be making some of these offers for players without a director of football. Um, and our manager hasn't officially started work yet. Nor apparently has Scott Munn started his role yet as um officially they football, football operator, football operations or head of football operations. Yeah. My question to you, Yao. Where, where there's been talk now, we may not even go for a director of football. Do you think we need one? I do. I do think we need one. Um, I Fair don't. Enough. I don't know if we're not going to go for a director of football this season. We can get away with that. Um, uh, because uh, obviously, Mun and uh, Ange have both worked together in the past, so we can actually get away with that. Um, and Ange does have a good idea of players that he likes, and it does seem so far from what I've heard and you know listened to that um, the club will be listening to what the manager actually suggests in terms of players and player profile that they're looking for. So as it stands right now, no, we don't need a director of football. But going into the next season. Depending on where we finish in the league uh, and what we do in cup competitions, we're definitely going to need a director of football. We're going to need somebody who's specifically focused on just the transfer aspects um, of the club. You can't be having Scott Mann as the head of football operations because that's a big role. Like that's not just that's not mm. just dealing with you know the transfers. That's dealing with the operations of football from literally. The, the kids all the way up to the, the senior team. It's, that's a lot of like man hours. So we will definitely need a director of football that can just focus on the, the ins and outs uh, transfer-wise um, of the club. Cool. Well, I, I even as um, even as early as a, like a week or two ago, even just before Pastor Cook, I was adamant we absolutely did need one, but um, the more I deep it, I'm just a little bit like I'd still fake like it was. It's it's more faithful that we do need one, in my opinion. But yeah, the more I deep it, it kind of feels like we may 
not need one only because like Scott Munn doesn't seem to be that well qualified in actual football operations but with himself and Ange being as part of the City group I think Ange has this track record of just pulling people in his direction yeah obviously just not even taking coaching stuff with him he'll just use the coaching stuff he's with pull him in his direction I don't think it'll be that much different with him and Scott Munn uh, obviously, being both countrymen as well, I think he'll be able to pull um, Scott Money his direction as well as Andy Scolding, um, technical director. I think he is um, Greta Steinson, who is was Paratici's assistant director of football assistant. You could even say, and um, then you've got Gabonini, who's still there as a head scout. So as long as they're all pulling in the same direction and singing off the same hymn sheet, then it's a lot to happen. But if it does happen, then I don't necessarily think we need one. But it remains to be seen. My biggest concern at the moment is um, how much influence a Scott Mum would have over, say, a Daniel Levy or Ange even, and his influence over... Daniel Levy. So, like with Paratici, seeming like he did have that strong influence on him, for better or for worse. Um, yeah, there's one or two manager appointments, it was for the worse. But at the same time, yeah, it would be good just to have Levy actually listen to someone, know what they're talking about when it comes to football. Let's, for me, it's just a wait and see how they perform, even if it's just over this summer. Uh, Papa Blanks is saying the links have died down with the director of football. We're pretty much relying on the CAA. I forgot what that stands for. And Angie's Asian knowledge. Well, looks like we're getting a, a left-footed defender from the J-League. Listen, I'm not against it. Nor yeah. am I. I'm um, just kind of... If Angie's doing it, then you kind of live and die by that sort of your decisions. Like, if you're going to yeah. make that kind of decision, then you've got to be ready to fall on that sort pause. Pause. Good pause. It was. That was. I don't even like doing the pause, but, yeah, that was that was quite bad. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not against it whatsoever. You know, like, the, 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 there's some, I think when it comes to Asian football and Asian players in general, one thing I will 100%, like, um, I will take this to the grave. I'll argue with anyone. One nation in particular that I could not name you a bad player. And what I mean by a bad player, I'm talking about just their technical aspect of the game is Japan. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, <laughs> I think you've heard me say this before. So true. Um, like, there's not a Japanese player that I can look at and be like, they're technically their ass. Like, so if you're linked to a player from you know the asian market i look at it and i'm like this is a good piece to add to your to your squad you know and if you go you go through the entirety of europe and you know you look at uh the the two players i think it's two of them at, um celtic you got kim at napoli son even with us uh park g song back in the day with united uh Kamada um, um that played uh at Dortmund, I believe, if I remember off the top of my head. 
And then there's another player currently, I think, at Leverkusen. But these are all technically sound qualities. You know, at least, very least, seven out of ten players for the majority. You know, you know, you can't you can't argue with with the turnover that they give you. No, I agree. And they um they let up the World Cup as well. Like you saw how Spain and Germany both struggled against them both times, even though they refused to start their best players. It just goes to show, like, even when they don't behave their best players, the ones that they do put out to kind of get a foothold in the game are technically proficient enough to to, to stand with the likes of a Germany and a Spain who are also right right up there yeah. with, uh, the, <laughs> with being um, just technically very sound. And, like, Spurs are screaming out for this as well. Like, we just really are. are. No, we we are in we are in dire straits, puns intended, of course. Of course. Um, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> we might even have to name the pod dire straits. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was just thinking um, if we had done it before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I think I think what is annoyingly bad about this situation right now is it's just who we could have got. We could have got Kim. Kim's now going. Um, Bayern, and I remember we spoke extensively in this uh, in on the podcast about Kim because we linked him for a time. I was like, if you're gonna go get him, just go get him. Like I didn't understand it. it was like 15 million euros, and we were haggling and haggling. We just didn't go get him. And yeah, now, we got Joe Rodon instead. We, uh, I can see why they did it, but hindsight, yeah, we, like we we got Joe Rodon for the homegrown core. I, he was playing I, for like Beijing something or something at the time. Yeah, as well, right? he, like he, he wasn't playing for a, like a, a well-renowned club. But let's let's be brutally honest. Joe Rodon was playing for Swansea. Yeah, like we have to call a spade a spade. That Beijing team probably would have slapped Swansea up for a good know, man. No, no, no. I no. don't know. Them, them technically, them technically sound South Koreans against Joe Rodon. <laughs> Come on. The Chinese League. I mean, when have you last heard about a Chinese league? Like they haven't even got big money well, players not, anymore. It's not a good infrastructure league, yeah. But I think people get hung up too much on the league and less on the quality of the player. You know, like so for instance, you go through I don't know, the majority of Europe's top five leagues. Everyone, mm. everyone that doesn't want to be controversial will be like the Premier League is the best league of the world, the greatest league of all time. It gives you the best. The Premier League is the most competitive league in world football. Well, you could argue the South American League in terms of their competitiveness, but in terms of the competition amongst the 20 teams, the Premier League is the most competitive in world football. The championship's However, super competitive, though. Yeah, but the the level in terms of the the quality level is different. Is far vaster in the Premier League than it is in the Championship. Like it's, and this mm. this is the problem that I I keep having this argument with people. I'm like, um, you have the Premier League as the most competitive league, but it's not the best league technically. Like no. once you once you go out of say the top four, maybe even you could stretch it to five, sometimes even six, sometimes 
the quality drops off massively and it just becomes it just becomes passion that gets a lot of these teams the quality drops off a big big amount whereas the reason why you know french league outside of psg of course the reason why the french league is quite competitive when you take away um psg is because it's quite the technical level is quite varied across the whole league so you can get a camavinga at a Rennes, you know and you know you'd be like right this is quality man. he's real madrid quality and he'll go around madrid no problems no second thought you can have an mbappe before he went psg at monaco and he can go psg obviously later no problems no thought but what you will find in england is mbappe and camavinga will all be at manchester city it's too lopsided you know and that's the problem with our league so when you look outside of our league for talent people are like oh you've got a gem you've got a gem no it's not really a gem we, you just didn't you know you just didn't broaden your search that's what it was you know camavinga was there in france sitting waiting waiting for a club to come after him i know united went after him a few times don't know how they didn't get that over the line because he was mm. dirty um and you know they they got Real Madrid obviously did their the due diligence and got that over the line. Um, uh, Gravenbach from Ajax, he's not even having a good time at Bayern Munich, but he was just sitting there. You know, got yapped. Frankie Dion, Frankie Dion said himself he would have come Spurs the season that Ajax had that great um, Champions League run, but he wanted to spend one extra year in Ajax. Why didn't Spurs just do that and leave him there? On loan, and he would have been our our Ericsson replacement. It's like the, Frankie the, and Ericsson replacement. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. The Frankie Frankie De Jong for me was my Ericsson replacement. Do they not play different roles or positions though? It's, they play slightly different roles, but Frankie can play from the base all the way to the ten. He's not that great in the ten, by the way, but he can play mm. three central roles in midfield. I would have put him more at the base. I would have put him more as a six slash four. That would have been my... Obviously, Ericsson did that later in his Tottenham career. His earlier parts was more as an eight and a ten. But Frankie can do the eight as well, and he does it very well. That that would have been a perfect replacement for me in terms of age and profile. Um, and I think, I think he controls um, the midfield pretty well. But... We didn't do it. We did, and we've not done good business for six seasons. For me personally, it's been very rare, few and far between. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the Asian market. I don't watch much Asian league football. Why? Because I don't. I don't know what channels to watch it on, and it'll probably be crap. And the only reason it'll probably be crap is because the one thing I've noticed about football outside of England is the coverage. Even even in Serie A, La Liga, uh, Bundesliga, the coverage is poor. The the presentation of these games is really bad. Like in England, they will they would hype up Everton against Norwich, like it's a very big game for you to watch. Oh, Super Sunday, Everton against Norwich. This is a six pointer. It's the first game of the season. Like, but they will do they will do their due diligence to try and get 
viewers to watch this. And you'd have to watch 10 minutes, maybe even five minutes of the game to realise, now nah, this game is rubbish. But you've watched it. Whereas, you know, La Liga, they don't even bother if it's not an El Clasico. They don't even bother. Like, they're like, you watch, you watch. Now, that's that's the problem with other leagues. They need to learn how to pre- present their product better for a wider market. Yeah, man. They've been fumbling their bags for a minute. Bless them. Bless them. All right, man. I think that'll, uh, that'll wrap us up for tonight. Thank you for those that joined in the stream. Uh, and myself and Yao just catch up on all things Spurs. Uh, we will keep on trying to stream every Thursday and Friday. Audio comes out tomorrow morning or as you're listening to it now. Um, until next week, that's new Spurs order out. Also, um, don't forget to interact with us on the Twitter as well. Like we're pretty active on there. Anything we tweet, feel free to let us discuss things. It's all good. All right. See you next week and come on, you Spurs. Yes. Foul back. On debut, on Dombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oriel! Sports Social Podcast Network.